Right, hello everyone. It's Cole here from Games Brains Have Banging Life, and I'm here with Hannah's Ekstrom from the melodic avant-garde heavy metal band Avatar, vocalist. <laughs> Johannes, it's an absolute pleasure to catch up with you again. We talked to you a few years back when you were at Brixton Academy. Um, there you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a short interview upstairs. Um, how on earth are you doing? How I'm doing? Uh, yeah, no, I'm... It's funny, when people ask this question nowadays, it has all those connotations and implications, and I, I am not sick, <laughs> and my <laughs> wife is not sick, and my dog is not sick. I called my mother this morning, and she's also not sick. So in that sense, I am doing really, really good. Thank you. It's, there you go, you said it already, it's the elephant in the room. There has not been an interview we've been able to start in the last four to five months that hasn't inevitably started with, well, okay, mm. how have you been coping then over the last few months? Uh, most of it, pretty good. Uh, most, because there's been enough to do. I think both for, like, like me, we've been very careful and we've been very under lockdown for most of it and mostly been seeing each other so it's good that we like each other you know uh, <laughs> but so the thing is i mentioned you know just before you uh before you hit record that you know I'm, we're exercising a lot here at home and, and uh there's been plenty of things to do in regards to the band that it's been you know been able to stay busy and stay constructive for for all of this uh so in, and then at different points in time now we've been of course it's been catching up with us and and there's that to take it as long as you take it day by day uh, it's and of course as long as people in my immediate surroundings aren't sick you know uh, or at least not seriously sick um, then looking at yourself it's all about taking it day by day and when you get caught up in this I wonder what February is gonna be like. You know, that is a destructive way of thinking, I believe. And when that happens, because at some point that happens, it totally, you know, bumps you out, I guess. So, but it, for most of it, staying busy. It's very easy, as you say, to get dragged down into the, almost the negative points um, and get mm. caught up in these moments. Um, what's, is exercising you've talked about a uh, sort of thing that's keeping a very positive mind then? Uh, yeah yeah and it's it's also one of those things of speaking of long-term things like we were we were supposed to start touring as of having this conversation with you uh tomorrow <laughs> our first show was going to be tomorrow to kick off the on august so august 5th as we record this uh and uh, and then most of the fall would be pretty busy with it and on, on the road, I keep a pretty strict workout regimen. We all, most of us in the band do nowadays. Like I, back in the day, I used to come home from the road in worse shape than I hit the road on. Now it's the other way around. Uh, but we're not doing, now I can't do that. So mm. it starts to integrate more and more into everyday life. And yeah, of course it does something to, to the brain. But it's also, yeah, it's a very vain thing. Next, like whenever we get to on the road again, I don't want to feel like, I don't want to, I want to have as little ring rust as possible, you know. Oh, I want to be as as ready as I possibly can be. And the thing is that your first show on any tour, no matter how much you prepare for it, it's always going to blow you up. Because it's, 
it's just a different environment, you know, but you can try to be as physically prepared as possible. So long term, I'm thinking that it would be pretty cool to hit the road next year in the shape of my lifetime. And to yeah. be able to do some real fucking damage, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I've seen you guys live and you're very active uh, as a band mm. unit full stop. But you as a front man particularly, you, you tend to not stop moving. So I'll imagine that is, as you say, takes a lot of energy and a lot out of you. Yeah, but it always, the funny thing is like, because it's not that it's, it's not a certain set of things that I do on stage. What, you know, what I'm looking for is always to, is, to make myself feel in a certain way. And that is, that's, and that's connected to the music. Like metal is very physical. That's the whole point, except for that it's sounding good when people play fast or play hard, you know, there's also, and it, there's something about how it sounds if you play very physically, just a certain quality of that makes it metal. That, you know, like, you know, we never use, uh, uh, we never do sound, uh, what's it called? Not sound. So we don't replace the drum sounds on the album. You know, we don't use triggers, lives and stuff. So John actually has to beat the crap out of the drum kit. And the most important part of a guitar is the guitar player's hands, you know, and, and all that. And the way you sing, you know, why scream? Why hit those high notes? It's about, you know, pushing driplets of sweat out of your pores. And I'm always looking for that. It's just that, you know, then I wanna... Uh, so when I was a drunk fat slob, I was pushing myself as much as much as I could. And now when I'm I'm not in amazing shape, but I'm in better shape than I've been, you know, I'm still looking to exhaust myself the same way. And that exhaustion, that push, that rush is more important than what you actually do. You have, you know, on stage, there's something, and I think the audience connects with it, that if someone gives them everything they got, they, that, that translates and no matter if everything you got is more limited or if you are Bruce Dickinson, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, me and my brother, whenever we go to gigs, one of the things we always take away is that when we watch a frontman or the band and mm. we see them, as you say, caught up in it to such an extent where they are putting it all on the line, it is mm. infectious. It's impossible. Yeah. It's almost, it draws you in in a way. And yeah, exactly. And I just want all of the line to be more every time. You know, there's always something you can step up. But that's also a heavy metal thing for me. I, I guess, you know, you, you push yourselves to different extremes. Mm. And, you know, and, and this, is, this is one of them, I guess, you know. So, and no, no, I have time now to slowly scale it up. Like, it, because it's not, it's not that I run a marathon every other day and then, you know, lift three times my body weight every other day, you know. No, but I'm scaling things up towards some something that hopefully will you know put my body out of the way it's just again it's the same with technique in music like why practice and why try to get better at things and you know i i want you know you want your limitations as musicians to get out of the way of your ideas mm. you know and i want my body to get out of the way of the performance so you know yeah, you used it great. It is like, be, like a being a musician. Ultimately, if you want to be better at a certain thing, be playing guitar, playing drums mm. and so on, you practice and you push yourself each time to do something different and then your skills increase. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, during this period, it's as well no easy task to be building towards a new album when effectively the only PR stuff that you can do is all online effectively. Mm. Um, yeah. 
do you think you've been handling this side of things quite well over this period? I really think we did. Well, one, it's good that this didn't happen, you know, 20 years ago. Because this software we're using right now is quite amazing. It's working really well. And uh, so, I, and it's probably better for the environment that I sit and do this from home anyway. I was kind of looking forward to feel a bit famous and travel around to meet uh, press and stuff. But, you know, uh, it's doable. And on top of that, because we had to talk and think a lot about how to continue being a band in all of this because our cycle of course gets in disrupted now yeah um but it's so so in that discussion so we have yes increased you know come up with little things to do on social media what to stream and stuff and and have that ongoing discussion of what feels in line with what we are what this album is what I show with us is, you know, there are a lot of bands who have done the live stream concerts and some of them I have enjoyed, mm. some less. And for us, it's very tricky. Like we can't really do an avatar show like that, we feel, is our position right now at least. Because the issue is that, yes, we are a theatrical band, but it's not quite theater like we there's not it's no role play there you know mm. and it's also the you know a, a metal show and the way we do it like the audience is such an important ingredient to you know to amplify whatever we do and i just can't see myself dressing up and point at the camera and pretend that it's a person you know right. in that setting so and but instead we've been you know We've been doing Q and A's. We've been doing watch alongs. We've been doing, and uh, we come up with little things and more things to come. Uh, so finally, the guys start to do playthroughs and instructional video material. You know, we try to be more active on our. Uh, yeah, we have AvatarCountry.com. That's it. That's the format in which Avatar Country will keep living on. It's basically a fan club, you know. Yeah. And to create content for that, so we we have found figured out and we'll hopefully continue to figure out ways to continue to be a band while waiting to get back on track you know well if anyone wants to check out some of your some footage uh, this weekend on the saturday you're going to be uh your one of your shows is going to be part of the european metal festival alliance yes uh, yes yeah yes the alcatraz show which was our first headline show in on a european festival or a festival in the world i should say I think, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so it was a it was a big deal, and amazingly enough, that show went really, really well. You know, we you try your best every time, and I think nowadays we have a fairly high, you know, our lows are pretty high uh, most of the time. Uh, but this was one where everything worked, and it's on a level when I watched it back for the sake of listening to the mix and stuff i had that moment of people are gonna think that i re-recorded these vocals <laughs> but i i did not <laughs> it's just but it just because that's the thing like show wise it you know it was great everything looks great and everything but it's just musically everything clicked everything worked you know we were had perfect level of hydration before going on stage it's just one of those days you know the right amount of sleeps the right amount of nerves and and you know, anticipation everything fell into place that day 
and it happened to be one of those that got the most professional treatment in, in forms of filming and mixing. So to this date, uh, it's probably one of, if not the uh, best uh, recorded footage of an Avatar concert that we have to date. Well worth checking out then. Um, and talking about things well worth checking out, Matter of Days now, we're Matter of Days away from Hunter mm-hmm. Gatherer being released, August 7th via Central Media Records. At this stage, you're days away. I'll imagine you're just desperate. Just let's get this thing out finally. It is, yeah. I don't know if desperate is the word, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, sh- I'm feeling something. And I'm feeling more than I have done on the last two albums. Mainly because the other two albums, we were on tour when the albums came out. Okay. Like we had already been on the road for a week and like, you know, like, so... And it's like, is it today? Oh yeah, it's today. Oh, oh okay, cool. <laughs> you know, it ha- that happened. Um, and so, and this was meant to happen anyway. Like I mentioned, we were supposed to go on tour tomorrow. I would have been in Sweden rehearsing right now. But before COVID came and kicked us in the nuts, uh, the first idea plan was to re- release the album in May. And we never meant to actually postpone, like, there was a discussion had at some point early on, should we, should we wait to next year then? So it seems we're touring and quickly saying, no, we should not because, you know, the music is in the here and now. We are, this is where we're at now. And also, even if we would feel differently, we have been very open. We're going into the studio and uh, that we're mixing. Like Avatar Country was more a surprise. The whole thing, we kept it secret until it was time to really announce it. This time we were more invited people in a bit more, posted more things, and therefore it would have been very a very shitty, <laughs> shitty thing to do. Like, so yeah, you know this album we've been hyping, we're gonna you know not release it until it times better with uh, you know to get the biggest splash in our ticket sales for next year. You, you just can't. It would it would not have been the right thing to do, but we had we had no choice but to postpone it two months. Yeah, because at the time when it was time to pull the trigger. I'm preparing for the release. Then we were in the middle of the shitstorm. And it was just like, will there be a planet Earth to release this album? It was kind of those feel like, because it was like in March or something when we had to decide to pull the trigger. And it's just, let's hold off for a second here and just get our bearings in the world. So therefore we kind of had to hold back. So that's why it's in August. All this to say... (laughs) All this to say that we um, always meant to, for this time, have a bit of a break between album comes out and we hit the road for the first time in years. And that would have been nice. Mm. Now, now we are really getting that. So I guess careful. it's my fault, I guess. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, well, Avatar Country was, it was a very special Avatar album. One mm-hmm. that I think's impact uh, is still being felt as of right now, as you say, still living on with the avatarcountry.com. Um, did that cause any kind of trepidation or doubts when it came to writing this follow-up? Because Avatar Country had been so huge. No, we were super, we were very much, we knew uh, when we started with Avatar Country because it's a comedy and it's a comedy based on this cr- stupid inside joke that was what made it funny. You know, it's all this, it's, you know, long story short, Jonas changed his middle name on Facebook way back when to Kungian, meaning the king, to annoy his friends and it annoyed me. And 
And fast forward a bit, it had become his nickname. And that nickname came with, again, more, you know, time-killing, stupid inside humor on the road. Uh, he would gift us signed pictures of himself, a frame, you know, all, you know, all these things. And uh, that in combination with a period where we listened to a lot of Man War before shows, you know, Hail and Kill before every show for a year, I guess. Uh, that kind of put us, okay, we want to do some, you know, we needed to get the dragon slaying heavy metal kind of out and uh, needed to get this funny shit out. And a couple of other things came together to this vision and we realized, yeah, we want to try to do something funny, but this is clearly, if it's, if it's funny at all, it will only be funny once. Yeah. And it's, it's, and you know, and we just, so another album with every song title, something King, you know, where would we go from there? That, that's not really in the grand big, in the grand scheme that is part of who we are clearly, but it's not really the, the thing we are. So we knew always that we were going to go to something way more serious. And then of course that grew into a whole beast of its own, you know, that it's, uh, I guess one thing that happened is that I have learned at least to use music, songwriting, lyric writing as a form of self-therapy since I was a teenager. Avatar Country, yeah, there are some, you know, some emotional, personal moments and thoughts snuck in there. But still, it was like like two years without seeing your therapist. So the darkness that came out was more compact uh, than I even thought it would be. But so the drive was there. And we have always, or at least for the longest time now, been very much like yeah we want to change things up every time we want to you know you first you release Sgt. Pepper then you do the White Album then you go crazy at some point and do a Magical Mystery Tour I guess that's Avatar Country and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah you just do these different things every time and trust that it will sound Avatar one way or another as long as we keep it metal by our, our own definition of what we feel is metal by your own standards, by what you expect yeah. yourself. Yeah, and this kind of honesty with it, doing what we truly want in an audience for five, has been our most, you know, has turned out, shown to be quite commercially viable as a strategy for us, which is, you know, which is nice. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, that in, in metal, it seems like this sincerity pays off, you know, and it comes through. I think we do our best stuff when we feel the most. Uh, for it so it's uh, has become a no-brainer and we'll rather i rather you know sink my career torpedo it completely having released an album that that we really wanted to do and then if the whole world says hmm shyness democracy let's move on uh you know that's fine there are five people who can't move on uh, and we first and foremost have to do the music for those five and uh, then once the album is done, recorded, and we put it out there, and then then show business can begin. Yes. Then it's show time. Then it's putting everything you got uh, on stage. You know, leaving it all on stage and all that. Uh, but while making the music, you, you have I truly believe that you need to be very very selfish there mm. to make the best to make the best stuff. And if you're a fan of a band, if you're a fan of Avatar. That's how you would want you to be. We want you to be mm -hmm. selfish because we trust you, eight albums in, to know exactly what you're doing for you. 
Yeah, exactly. I, and I think now, you know, our fans have definitely learned that over the time in interviews and stuff, we have talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And again, if you jump, if you go from yeah, Black Waltz and Hail the Apocalypse, there's a certain journey that began, go further back in time. And of course, it's a different story. We were very young and finding our bearings and finding, learning to be a band. And you can follow that journey on the early albums. Uh, but with Black Waltz, we kind of like, there's a path ahead of us now. There's something to explore here for real, like that is ours. Uh, we're not playing catch up with the world anymore. And Hale was in a way a continuation of that. Then we did the concept album, Feathers and Flesh. So like finding that great challenge that we had, you know, uh, we didn't know we could make one. That's why we did it. That's why Hale the Apocalypse was recorded live. Can we? That, who, who knows? <laughs> Let's find yeah. out. And then Avatar Country, can we be funny? Who knows? You know, let's find out. And all this, and every time, different, yeah, something new, something that's new for us. You also want to feel like a beginner every time. Yes. Because album number eight, it's um, a dangerously high number for a band. If you lose your hunger along the way, if you have, you know, a too well-defined idea of who you are. Yes, we know it's metal. Yes, uh, we will always sound like ourselves as because we are, you know, it's always Jonas cannot switch hands on when playing guitar. It will always be, be his ten fingers there, you know, and my vo- vocal cords are not going anywhere. So it will always sound Avatar in one way or another. But we are, yeah, there has to be something new, weird and hard, at least to us, at least something tiny. And of course, not only you want to be challenging yourself, because fan feedback so far um, it's been spectacular. Colossus in particular mm. being talked about as potentially one of the best Avatar tracks like people have heard, you know, that initial excitement as well. Um, or do you concern yourself at this point? Eight albums in, haven't done this for such a long time. Do you find yourself bothering much with comments, reviews, things like that? Do you pay much attention to that stuff? Uh, I guess I have been looking a bit more because we are home, because we are doing what we're doing now. Uh, and, but I'm, I discovered I was able to quite early on separate myself from, from that where, number one, to be honest, you know, most of that feedback comes in a very comfortable little bubble. Mm. My Twitter feed are usually being filled up with people who follow me. And that means that they like what we do and so on you know most people choose to watch our our stuff on youtube because they're into it so excuse me it's a safe space like that and i know that but i also try to not let you know i take it as compliments i'm happy that it connects with people cool that kind of feedback cannot take the place of the kind of feedback you get when you do a show together with an audience Absolutely. Um, and then negative feedback, you know, again, it's all about having figured out what I, I'm pretty good at this in, at this stage to know, uh, you know, and stay connected with what I feel about the music and why it's done the way it's done and why I like it. Mm. So, and, and so, yeah, so I see some of it. And then some of the stuff pops up because if it's a good review, then it's being used for marketing purposes. You know, we were album of the month in the <laughs> Dutch metal magazine, Art Shock, for instance, you know, and then 
that pops up, I speak German, so I can pretend to read uh, Dutch. And therefore, oh, then I ended up reading a review about myself. Then I don't seek it out necessarily before, unless it's sent to me. I lied, that happens too, but <laughs> very irregularly. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I don't know. It's, Eat it all day. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to, but I'm also okay with the, I'm, I'm okay if it's negative. I at, this, at this point, you would have to. That thick skin has to grow over a certain period of time. And eight albums in, if you were still... Well, frankly, we don't have enough haters. <laughs> you know, like, if, if you look at... In terms of just for the sake of a career, like, if you want to make those big money, then you need to, you know... I, all those friends I had that didn't like ACDC because every song is the same or Metallica, you know, like... Every, like people shit on it. I guess the only band that doesn't that get very little of that and are huge seems to be Iron Maiden. Seems to be, done it? Yeah. But they are an exception to every rule about everything historically, it seems like. But again, because they have felt, because they, it feels like they, for most of the time, played it very openly, nicely and fairly with their audiences and kind of did what they said they would do. And uh, so that works. But you know, all, most of the big bands have so many more haters than we have fans. <laughs> so if, if I wanna, if I wanna have that gold-plated shark tank, uh, you know, I need more negativity around us. And in the meantime, you know, what can you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there a particular track from the album that you can't wait people to wait for people to hear? If I may offer my personal moment of wow, please, it, yeah. Gun, gun, absolutely yeah. blew me away. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, of course, like, now we made a 10 track, 45-ish minutes, 46 maybe, I think, minutes uh, album on purpose, like, to, that, that seems, there, there doesn't seem to be a real reason why any composer should feel like their work needs to be longer than Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and also that so to really make sure that every, to make an album where, at least in our own opinion, you can't live without any of the songs. Uh, so, you know, they are very near and dear to us all, each and every track. They always are in each album, but anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, of course, Gun is one of those. There's always one on each album, I guess, where it's like, we haven't done this before. And uh, there are a couple of things on the album throughout that has that feeling about Gun is of course the most extreme example mm. in the sense of it being the least extreme song musically. Then emotionally, I feel like it really pushes for something and goes into territory where um, I haven't been before as a singer or lyricist, not on this level. It took seven years to finish writing that song. Wow. Yeah, because at some point it's, uh, you know, off and on writing. I didn't spend hours every week, clearly, but every time I'm trying to finish it, there was that distorted chord somewhere in the middle and a, someone hits a symbol and suddenly, oh, it's a power ballad now. Fucking better roses, what's <laughs> fuck, throw it away. And that happened a couple of times before we were able to, you know, give it the same treatment as the heavy songs. If you have that good thing, that riff, that groove, you know, then stick to that and let that 
that thing that connects with you with the initial idea let that thing be your guide when and where the song should take you you know and uh, it's very a simple rule that is hard to follow and give treating this gentler song with the same philosophy um yeah was the key to it but it took took seven seven years to just oh maybe it should just be a mellow piano thing you know it's crazy how those things work i feel it paid off uh very, i adore it put it that way i really do thank you very much um, and of course, it's been a gradual rise, not more or less for Avatar, from the very start, from the first release in 2006. Um, but now it feels like you're really on the cusp of truly smashing through what is that glass ceiling that exists for almost every band in heavy metal. Um, do you get that feeling as well? Uh, you know, yes, certain, there are certain tiny things that happens. You see it now in the prom promotional stuff that... Uh, different types of opportunities to promote your album shows up that feels like in this day and age shows some kind of that the business looks at you legitimately and there's a difference there in on this album uh, that we you know that we've been working towards all this time absolutely um but other than that the, the important part is of course but that has also again been a slow growth so that feeling came early and then, you know, got stronger. That feels of legitimacy, just like, hey, this room is full of people and they sing the songs. Like just that sense of, oh, this matters to someone outside of our rehearse room. Mm. And, you know, then that number of people it matters to that is, um, you know, ever still, you know, let's see how long that lasts, but to this date, an ever expanding thing. And, yeah we feel that we see that at the same time it's a tricky thing to wrap your head around um you know because i don't see them every day they're, they're not waiting in the kitchen for me here you know like it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah but yeah you know you can sense on those two different levels you know they're just the, the the office side of it and again what kind of emails are in my mailbox there's a difference now um and just this, the, the way, again, the way this tour that we were going to go on, how it looked, uh, it's, uh, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think like it was just going to be the biggest thing we have done to date as it's meant to be. Yeah. And um, I don't even know what to say about it because I'm, I'm very accepting of it. Now it's crazy that it's not happening. You know, it's and now it's, I've been fine all spring and throughout the summer. Throughout the summer, there were five shows we didn't get to do. Two of them opening for Iron Maiden, for instance. You know, speaking of. Um, but now is when the real touring was supposed to start. Yeah. So uh, now it's uh, getting a bit more. It will be, I guess, a more conscious effort to deal with it. And so just remember I, that right now it's, it's all about health. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, it, of course, as you said, you know, there's going to be disappointment in that sense, but the big, that, that huge tour is just, it's going to come rather than now it's going to come. Yeah. You know, then people just remember to, you know, wash their hands, wear their masks. Don't visit grandma for a while, but call her. Um, 
think about that the next big pandemic is around the corner if we don't learn from this one yeah uh, it's gonna be in our chicken factories that those that or some place like that and it's gonna be more brutal and uh, you know and just it's always come from domesticated animals so you know just give it some thoughts how we want to how we want to deal with things in the future let at the very least this this all everything sucks about this but it can at least be a learning experience yeah all right finally before you go then eight albums in to me it kind of feels like there's no slowing down for avatar almost like you're only getting started you shouldn't be saying mm. that about a band that's eight albums in but it very much feels the case for the avatar am i right yes that's how i feel as well um Obviously, now we have some more time to already write some stuff, and it's it's not it does it's there's no direction in it, there's no release plan, there's no nothing, but it's just writing. But uh, I get still the sensation like, hmm, haven't done this yet. Oh, ooh, I heard something in this jazz song or whatever. I'm not writing jazz songs, uh, <laughs> but just just this thing. Wow, there's still so just. It's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about the music. Everything else is sprinkled on top, the face paint, everything. And that is, of course, huge in the world of Avatar and how we do things on stage, but nothing of it matters without the music. So yes. it's all about the music at the end of the day. And everything else is enhancement, I guess. Um, and when it comes to that, there's just still so much to do. <laughs> like I have, like, so, I right now like the game I play with myself is that I, on my computer I have a folder named Solo. To I pretended for a while that it was a solo project, uh, just just to kind of disconnect because we're starting to write this early after finishing another album because there was no tour. There's no tour to distract me uh, from writing. Then I just wanted to create some mental distance from where we just were. But it's, you know, of course it's not solo stuff because then, hmm, I need to send this to the guys that I can re-record the guitars because they're better than I am. <laughs> and like stuck on the drums, like, hmm, what does John like to do? So it's Avatar stuff. But some of the new, some of those unfinished ideas are so punk and straightforward or and some is very melodic. Some is like, oh, this is seven minutes. You know, it can just go to so many different places and I'm interested in all of them. I want to take all of them all the way. And... I already heard some stuff that the other guys were noodling around with, whether that sensation is also there. Like, hey, I never heard you write this before. Hmm. So we're just, that sense of, we just got one lifetime. And there's a ton of music to learn from and be inspired by and just different places on the neck of guitar to put your fingers, you know? And we just, still, there are tiny things like the, uh, I don't know. I was listening to a lot of Faith No More for a while while writing uh, Hunter Gatherer. And one thing was talking a lot with Hendrik, like, you know, there's just a certain kind of real bass that we don't have so often, you know, like bass lines with pauses in them. <laughs> and it sounds stupid like that, but just a different way of approaching the rhythm section. And, and I think we barely scraped the surface on those types of ideas when you just look at what we were discussing for a while there meaning that there's still a very untapped potential in how we approach the rhythm section based on another approach to rock and roll that we then turn metal blah 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 music talk but there's just endless little things if you go into the nitty-gritty of the music which is my favorite thing you know 
that coming up with the ideas and then doing them on stage are my, I love everything about the process, but those are the two greatest things, you know, and, and uh, there are a lot of things that, you know, are just in, in the womb still that we, that we just scrape the surface on where things can go. So yeah, I, I, I think I will be able to feel like a complete beginner for another eight albums at the very least. I think there's nothing more exciting than hearing from a fan's perspective that the band you adore eight albums in is still willing to learn. Yeah, that, that's, again, it's the music, man. <laughs> and on that note, Yannis, thank you very, very much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you know, wash your hands. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl, as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for? <laughs>